Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast. As always, we are here with you, the three boys. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. What's up? Sup. Sup. Yeah. Sup. SCP. Sup. Sup. That was one of my favorite uh, scenes in the new Borat movie, which, have you guys seen that, by the way? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Okay, gotcha. Well, I'm not going to explain it because it's not going to be funny if I explain it, but check it out. Check it out. It's a good movie. No, that's all enough in the previews. I'm <laughs> yeah. I've heard enough about it online. I don't think I'm going to see that. No, you're not feeling it? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hey, it's a special occasion, though. So welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back to all the returning listeners because we got ourselves episode 52. You know what that means? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, you think you're asking the audience? Well, I'm. Well, I can't ask them. <laughs> they can't respond right now. <laughs> they get it, like screaming in their car. <laughs> you guys know what it means. Podcast. <laughs> yes. No, you idiot! It's this. Yep. Yep. Does it? Is it a lunar new year? No, it's our two year anniversary with the show. Can you believe it? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't fucking believe it. It's wild. Um. Yeah, we started this show, I guess, when you think about it, like right around, you know, when the pandemic was kicking off, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's been a hell of a couple of years and uh, we're here on the other side. Episode 52. I, I'm pretty stoked and I uh, just wanted to just take a minute to say thanks to uh, Eli and to Daryl for all their support and help and co-hosting over the two year period. And of course, to all the listeners, too. You guys get enough sugar, but uh Thanks to the co-host. You know what I mean? It's been a, it's been a pretty fun ride. It has been. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, man. Good stuff, you know? A lot of trophy discussions, a lot of discussions about gross fucking human existence and <laughs> random combos and food and, yeah, all that fun stuff. Anyway, um, you guys are doing good today? Everything's going well? Yeah, um, I mean, I've had better days, but, you know, taking it one day at a time. For sure. For sure. You care to, you want to enlighten the audience as to what you've been going through, or do you want to you know, leave it as a mystery? <laughs> oh, it's just like Eli, I also got COVID, man. What? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's worked its way from <laughs> Eli to me. You know, it's part of the role, you know. You know what that means. It's coming for me next. That's right. Yeah. Now you got you got the the get out of jail free card. That's true. Your uh, wife, your fiance, already had it, right? So I, I definitely have already had it. Yeah, I really hope I don't get it again and have a bad case or whatever. But yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear you've been going through that, Daryl. Yeah, it sucks. I've been dealing with it since last Wednesday. And I'm sort of like out of the woods, but you know I still got like the cough and the shortness of breath here and there. Yeah, so, almost there. Yeah, that is uh that is tough. I was telling you earlier when I spoke with you earlier this week, like you know you're sick when you can't even play games. You know when when I haven't mm. even when Daryl's been home sick and I haven't even seen him online, I know he's really sick. You know, because mm. when you got a bad cold, like most of the time that's like what you do when you're sick. You're like, well, I can't really can't really fucking do anything so i'm just gonna watch tv or you know play a game or something and but yeah no you guys, you guys hear the knocking 
Knocking? I don't want mm-hmm. another saw joke this early into the show. Right, no. the, uh, <laughs> there's get some roof work going on. Oh, no. No. Uh, no. Okay. I don't hear Sorry. anything. Just a warning. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, no, I don't hear anything. But okay. yeah, we have our, uh, our gutters were getting cleaned yesterday. So speaking of roof work, some fun oh, stuff. Oh, yeah? Were they? Oh, they were, Sam. <laughs> yeah, we're in our uh, little like HOA for the, the place that we're in. And I don't really understand what we get for that money because, like, we pay every month. And I'm like, they don't paint anything. They don't fucking fix anything. So finally they come around and they're they're cleaning the gutters, I guess. That's what mm-hmm. the first thing I've seen them do since I've moved in last May. Wow. <laughs> so. You got a gutter getter. <laughs> oh. You got a gutter getter. You got to get a gutter. <laughs> got to get a gutter getter. <laughs> hey, what's, what's the name of that guy on King of the Hill who talks, like, super fast and you can't tell what he's saying? Is that Boomer? <laughs> Is it Boomer? Boomhauer or something? Boonhauer. Boon ha- Boon it's Boon. something like that. He's got blonde hair that's like really short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's look it up. That's what that just reminded me of. Uh. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. And King of the Hill. Well, I don't even know how to look at this. Like King of the they Hill just, fast yeah. talker. Fast <laughs> 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 talker. <laughs> They're they're giving you like the real people's faces, like oh, uh, oh, Boomhauer, Boomhauer, that's it, dude. Yeah, it is Boomhauer. There you go. I I've only seen probably ten episodes of King of the Hill. I think. Yeah, I'm never a big uh, King of the Hill guy. Yeah, I mean, I think we've told the story of how one of our old coworkers, her dad, like was a co-writer of the show, and uh, uh, no, we didn't. Well, oh yeah, do you remember um, you remember Ella who used to work at our site? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, her dad was a co-writer of the show. What? Yeah. Wild. Super wild. Super wild. But I never had the heart to tell her, like, I don't really like the show that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like uh, one, yeah. it's like one of those she, things someone tells you, and you're like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> dude, she's, she's, that's absolutely hilarious. I cannot wait to tell Kevin that. But he's, uh, he, they were in the, in the ingredients area, you know, because maintenance is, like, back in that oh, yeah. area as well. Yeah. And and she was she was like, yeah. Can you believe people play flight sims? And he's just like, yeah. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's a big flight sim player. He's got his whole like cave set up at home too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. These people are losers. Dude, that's the yeah. that's the thing. Can you, you imagine watching King of the Hill? A, cute, a bunch of losers. A cute chick says something to you. You're gonna agree with it most of the time. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> And if they ever went on a date, he wouldn't tell her until probably ten dates in that he also plays flight sims. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like that other guy is like, ah, got something personal to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I um. Speaking of King of the Hill, though, I've been watching more uh, cartoons recently on HBO. So just a quick shout out recommendation: if you've got HBO, I know it's an expensive streaming service, but they have all the. Uh, they have a bunch of Cartoon Network shows on syndication in there right now, and they have a bunch of, like, uh, Adult Swim, which is also a Cartoon Network, but, like, their other titles. So you can watch, like, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Home Movies, Robot Chicken, like, whatever, like, all on HBO. Metalocalypse? Metalocalypse is on there. Oh, let's go, dude. It is on there. Yep. And, of course, you get the new seasons of South Park uh, episodes, which just started up again, and those are hilarious. So. Boom. Yep. It's been a while. Little shout, little plug. We're not sponsored by HBO, by the way, but 
So quick, but, quick plug. But feel free, HBO. If I mean, you're listening, you know. Yeah, feel free. <laughs> well, I'm open. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, very good. So we're like we said, we're in episode 52, two year anniversary. You know, this episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the PlayStation Plus titles and offerings for the month of February. However, at the top, I do want to shout out that you should join the Discord if you haven't joined the Discord yet. We've got a race going on over there that is is, uh, well underway. We're over a month into it at this point and got some other exciting discussions that are happening on a daily basis. And we've got an announcement to make right now for next week, which is not a recording week for us typically or a release week for us based on our schedule. But we're going to be doing something special in honor of the two-year anniversary for the show. So if you're over on the Discord, you're going to get an announcement a couple days from now, I think, on as of the time of recording, on what, what's going to be happening and in the exact time. But we are going to be doing a stream for folks that you will have access to if you're in the Discord, and it's going to be... Next Saturday, that is the 19th of February, 2022, at noon, Pacific Standard Time. Did I get the time zone correct? Pacific Standard Time, right? Yeah. Yeah. PST. PST, baby. PST. And you're not going to want to miss it, because it's going to be fun. It might be gross, but it's also going to be fun. And, uh, yeah. You guys have anything you want to add on that? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, mysteries to clear up. Not (laughs) mysteries. Conspiracies? A lot of myths to debunk, I think. Yeah, yeah you we're know? debunking some myths. We're myth bunkers. We're myth bungers. You want to keep it to the wine industry, you know? Yeah. We get the bung holes. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it's going to be... Bung pluggers. Bung pluggers. Bung plungers united. That's us. It's going to be a yeah. good time, I think. And uh, you should check it out. So again, if you're in the Discord, you'll have access to that. If you're listening to this and you're not part of the Discord yet, what are you doing? Go on over there and check it out. Additionally, go on over to our Patreon page if you like what we do and you like the show and you want to show us some support financially. That's patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. We would really be uh, very appreciative if you went and did that. And uh, with that, I think... Oh, wait. You know what? Eli, I almost forgot. Oh, what? We got some... Uh, we want to do some dad jokes first? You want to do, the, you want to do some banger questions uh, first? Yeah, I'll toss out some jokes. Why okay. not? Why not? Let's get some jokes. Okay. Uh, what flowers grow right under your nose? Farts, like because they smell like roses. Daisies. <laughs> tulips. Oh, tulips, dude! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I like uh, it. What What do trees put on before swimming? Okay. Okay. Um. A life vest? No. No. Goggles? No. <laughs> See, Colin's jumping in the pool with goggles and a life vest, but he's just naked. Sunscreen, bark screen. Uh, fuck, I don't know. They got to put on their trunks, dude. Oh, they're swimming trunks, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot your trunks, my guy. I was thinking about safety first, you know? Yeah, you are. You go. You wear a life vest when you go swimming, Colin. No, no, but you know, <laughs> and you, it wasn't clear. You know, maybe they're swimming in a you know ocean. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see a tree go swimming though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, they just float there. <laughs> this is the life. No, where's that tree in a? Uh, is that Crater Lake? There's this like big ass tree and it's floating vertically. No, is that tree? Yeah. Uh huh. I seen it. Crater. I saw it. Crater Lake, floating, floating log. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, fact checking me, dude? Well, no, I'm just, okay. I just want to see it. I'm yeah, you're right. It's a huge old fucking log just floating in the middle of Crater Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Vertically. Vertically. Radical, dude. Yeah, I don't understand how that happens. No. I can't even Sign float up. horizontally, really. You know how, like, when you're a kid and you're oh. like, yeah, you just float on your back. It's easy. Well, when you yeah. get older and fat, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was easy at ever. My dad was always good at it when we were, like, going to the beach. And I'd be like, you know, because the salt water helps you a little bit. Sure. I, couldn't, bo- I can't even do it in the ocean. The buoyancy. <laughs> hmm. Ah, that's not my that's not my specialty for sure. No, mine either. Mine either. Huh. Okay, tree trunks. But good, it, good, could, good joke. It, it could be a polar bear. Uh, but why are polar bears bad at conversation? They're too cold. They're giving you the cold shoulder. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. But they're actually just afraid to break the ice. Ah, yeah, they would be. They would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Polar All bears, right, last man. one here. Polar bears, man. All right, go ahead. What do you call a pile of kittens? Hmm. Mountain. Mountain. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Pile, right, of, kitten. Right. Pile of kitten sounds dope. I, I've been talking about getting another cat with Stephanie, but I don't know if we're going to oh. do it or not. All right, I got one for you guys. Oh, holy oh, shit, no. dude. Holy shit, from the COVID lab comes. <laughs> uh, what word begins with E? Ends with E and only has one letter in it. Oh, I know this. Only has one letter. Didn't I shoot you guys this one? Uh, I don't think you did. Fucking. I don't know. Employee? No. Hmm. Envelope. Envelope. Employee. Ecstasy. No, it ends with a a Y. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I I heard Eli say it was envelope. Envelope. Oh, cause only yeah. one letter, dude. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was hoping for for you guys to say I. I. Ah. Yeah, you can't. You That's can't all... trick the trickster, man. That also works, you know? huh? We got two possible. Damn, dude. Well, no, that has three letters in it. Yeah, well, it's only got one letter between the E's. Think about and it. And there's a question. It's true, but we you know we can. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You shut your mouth, all right? And you shut you, you shut you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> it's like that's okay. That's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Jesus Christ! All right. Well, very good. Thank you for those jokes, boys. As always, hopefully you guys got a kick of that listening at home or in the car. If you're listening in the car and angry about the jokes, make sure to drive safe. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, we want to give a special shout out at the top, I think, to some Patreon supporters, because the first question that we're going to ask comes to us from Patreon, and uh, it's pretty interesting. It's a good way to, to jump into the episode proper, I think. So real quick, let's give a Patreon shout out to Charles Bilby, the Slide G Cooper, Pat the Trophy Hunter, Slugger, Be Down, Maximum Carnage, and Skrillis. Thank you, boys, very much. It is, of course, appreciated, and we love you all. So thank you for the support of the show. Now, the first question that I want to ask to us from Patreon or, comes from Skrillis, okay? And this is more about our kind of daily routine, so I think it'll be a good way to get us to get us going into the meat and potatoes, right? So what he wants to know is, what is your morning routine like? Very simple question. Do you wake up at the same time every day and do the same thing, or is it different and unplanned? 
Daryl, let's go to you first. What do you do in the morning? Well, I guess my routines, it, it depends. Like Monday through Friday, my routine's pretty, pretty much the same throughout the whole week. And then when it comes to the weekends, it's a little different. So like Monday through Friday, I'm usually up at like 4.45 every day just to get ready for work. Uh, I got to be at work by 6. Uh, usually during that time, there's not much for me to really do besides just get ready. Um, in the past, I've always tried to have breakfast, you know, before I go to work, but that never really happens. So I usually have breakfast like on my first break at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's basically the same. You know, I wake up every day at 445, get ready, get to work by six. And uh, it's basically clockwork at that point. You know, I get break <laughs> yeah. every few hours. Um, and then I'm, hope, you know, it hasn't happened lately, but I, I try to be out by 2.30, um, you know, just to, to get out on time and go home and hang out. Yep. Um, and basically from like 2.30 to 9 o'clock, it's, you know, whatever I feel like doing, you know, clean up around the house, prep dinner for the night. Uh, play video games, watch TV shows. So, yeah, that's really like the the part of the day that I look forward to because you know I get to hang out, chill with my wife, do do stuff. It's um pretty much like that from beginning of the week till Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday. That's where like my day kind of changes. Like what I do on Saturdays is completely different from Sunday. Saturday I tend to sleep in uh, to like eight o'clock, maybe nine, and then from there I kind of just lounge around the house for like another hour. Um, it's it's always that hour that you know it's it's always the hardest for me to get out of bed on the weekends. Oh yeah, and usually by that point when I'm Definitely, like, convince myself to get out of the bed. Like, okay, you've stayed in bed long enough. It's time to get up and start doing things. Uh, that's when I get up, you know, get ready, brush my teeth, shower, and, uh, you know, just see what there is to do around the house. I'm not really a, an outdoorsy kind of person. I like to stay home and just, like, find things to do at home. My yeah. wife always wants me to get out of the house, but I, I find, you know my time more productive at home so you know i'll usually like try to find things to do at the house um and that's basically it Sat the weekends are really dead for me there's really nothing much for me that i do or mm -hmm. you know i plan for myself at the house so what's the uh, what's the very first thing you do when you wake up though that's my i'm curious about that like you know so for me i fart right away almost every time <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, I have gas in the morning every morning, dude. I don't know what really? it is. Stephanie is a saint for putting up with me. You know, I will say they don't usually smell, but they're there every morning. The first thing I do when I wake up is it's a bad habit. I, I check my phone. Like, that's the first thing I do when I, I wake up every morning. I check my phone, uh, see if I might have any like important messages or calls. Right. And then from there, I just like go straight on YouTube and just start watching videos for like an hour. Yeah, I'm big on that too. Morning YouTube is the way to go. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
that's usually how I spend my my time in the morning. Like I don't even say good morning to my wife. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, she does exactly the same thing. We wake up, we kind of like nod at each other, like okay, you know, good morning, and then we kind of like go to our phones and like see what's like the latest thing going on in the world. It's YouTube time. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yep. <laughs> no, that's interesting. Yeah, Sundays. The... Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you about Sundays, so that's perfect. Yeah, Sundays are a bit more structured, uh, just because you know that's like the last day of the week before we kind of start up again. So there's a, a bit more things you know involved, you know, that I try to get the most out of for Sundays. Uh, so Sundays, you know, I, I wake up about like six thirty so I can get ready and, and get dressed for church, and I'm there for like an hour. And then right after church, my wife and I, we go food shopping for the week and uh, we, we get what we need. And then usually after that, we usually have breakfast. And then after breakfast, we usually come home, you know, try to do all the, the prepping for the week, try to take care of that before it gets too late in the day. And then uh, usually after that, it's pretty much just chill until the, the evening time, you know, have dinner. And then try to be in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah, I've been trying to stay up late, but you know, I, I feel like I'm at that, you know, that age in my life where I feel like staying up way too late is just gonna screw me over the next day. So I usually try to get in to bed by like nine o'clock, nine thirty, the latest now. So yeah, would would you say you're more of a a morning person or a night person naturally? Maybe there's some people who even would would argue like I'm a midday person. You know, I feel the best at like ten to four in the middle of the day. Mm, it's weird because I've actually thought of this like the other day. I was like, you know, like like people are are, are always asking me like why why do you stay late every day? And it's like I'd rather stay late than come in hella early. Yeah, but I don't really consider myself an early person like a morning person because i feel like because of my job i have to be there like early in the morning but you know i i hate having to get up super early for work like you know going yeah. in at three o'clock sucks going in at four o'clock sucks you know i'd rather just show up on time and just stay late that, that's like my my thing for me right now sure I mean, you'd probably have a lot of people listening who would argue that even having to be there at six is stupid fucking early, you know? Um, most most places don't operate that early <laughs> in in business in general. So production and manufacturing, maybe, yes, though. But uh, but yeah, I just was curious because I, I don't hate mornings, but early morning like you're talking about is is like that's death for me. You know, if I, I like wake up and I'm a zombie. Because uh, most nights I don't fall asleep until after 11. Um, even if I go lay down at like 9.30 or 10, like I'm always reading or I'm on my phone watching like a speed run or something. And it's like, oh, it's 11.30 p.m. again. I should probably go to bed. So, yeah. You start getting up at 4. You, you, you'll be asleep. You'll be asleep at night. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. You, you probably only get a couple days of that before your body's just like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. What, what about you, Eli? Then what's your morning routine? uh can it can be varied usually is varied uh there's some unpredictability with uh with my son and his mom's consistency so but on a normal normal week we usually we're just now that i've got a new job 
uh, that allows me to take my son to school in the morning. We get up and get ready for school. Uh, he has a little chart um, that he likes to follow. He's gotten back into it. First, it was like to like learn these things. Now he's getting back into it to uh, stay on track, which is good. And uh, I should go check his chart. You wake up, you go potty, you make your bed, you eat breakfast. Um, it's very regimented, Ooh, mil- military style, dude. That's right. <laughs> you better and fucking you, do it, uh, boy. Brush your teeth, get changed, put on shoes, get your backpack ready, out the door. Mm. So. Pretty much, I'm uh, trying to keep him on track of that while I'm also getting ready. I pretty much follow the same list with him. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have to, uh, like, take my medicine and make coffee and stuff like that. A little right. extras. Uh, and I typically don't eat breakfast. I should. I'd like to. But my blood sugar is usually just too high in the morning for me to do that. Which is uh, something I need to work on. But. Hmm. Is that too many late night cashews? Is that what's going on there? Uh, I just I don't know. I don't think my twenty four hour insulin is like lasting all the way. Normally, gotcha. it, like goes down as you sleep because your body processes things better mm-hmm. while you're sleeping. Um, but I just don't think. Yeah, I don't know. So I've up that insulin before, and then like I go low during the day more frequently. So I don't really know what the answer is. I used to take it at night, and then. I would go low during the night, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's complicated, for sure. But that's most mornings. If I don't have my son in the morning, I'm just I'm getting up like right before I need to go to work, and I'm rushing around, uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing doing the same list basically. I've got like it all planned out where I can be most effective. I can, I got the meta going on for my morning routine to get out the door on time. Most so. efficient tech t- tactic available. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Dude, I didn't so, know that for the longest time. To be honest with I know. you, people people definitely use it improperly. Yeah, I'd say worst offender is uh, Colin Moriarty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's super he, meta, he bro. Rose that shit around way too much. <laughs> I, except honestly, I haven't listened to that podcast in a while. When they start going like four hours, I was just like, nah, dude. Like, nah. Yeah, there's no way I can keep up with this. I so, agree. I unfortunately, agree. it's been a while. Um, but yeah, so uh, days without him is it's a mess. It's a rapid fire, but it works. And then on the weekends, it's, uh, you know, we're usually doing our same morning routine. Getting up, doing our checklists. I, I, I'm a big fan of the games in the morning. You know, like I used to wake up and play um, or watch like cartoons and whatnot. Right. So like that's that's what I like to do until around lunchtime and then make lunch and then eat lunch <laughs> and, mm-hmm. then, and then and then go outside when it's a little nicer waking up so i'm a big i'm a big fan of the lounge in the morning I, i'm a morning person i would definitely choose the morning because like when i get up early um well one sometimes if i'm up before my son i get to have a little free time right that's true but i've always liked early morning i'm not saying i always can get up or i like to get up early but when i do it's really nice yeah it feels good and uh the the nighttime for me just not that it's like the opposite makes me feel like shit like Mm. i shouldn't be up this late this is gonna be bad i'm gonna be tired as fuck tomorrow Mm -hmm. or you know like this is stupid what am i doing yeah 
I'm staring at my phone for two hours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it just feels way better to 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 get up early. Yeah, that's not saying I'm always true. the best practice in them. You know, they happen each you know each way. Yeah, I'm not super regimented on on that stuff, but I do uh, know that um, it's it's not great for you to switch your sleep schedule drastically just because it's the weekend you know mm -hmm. um it's hard on your body to do that so like if you normally for example are getting to work at 6 a.m and then on the weekends you're like i'm gonna sleep until 10 a.m and then like you only do that for two days or whatever and then you have to adjust back to the super early morning so mm -hmm. it's better to be like somewhat consistent yeah so like most weekday mornings i'm fortunate in that i don't have to be there as early as you guys do typically so I get to work around 8 or 8.15, probably closer to 8.15 in all honesty. Um, and then, yeah, but for that, I wake up usually like 6.45. I've got a 45-minute commute each way to work. Um, so I just have to factor that in. But I'm pretty quick in the morning. Like I don't shower most mornings because I shower after I run in the evenings. And uh, so that means I can just put a hat on. It's easy to deal with. And then, like, I'll usually lay out my clothes the night before, like my jeans, socks, underwear, and, like, whatever shirt I'm going to wear. So I just, like, put it on in the morning. And then, yeah, it's just, you know, brush my teeth. Um, obviously, you got to fart when you wake up. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, brush your teeth. I check my phone a little bit. Make sure I have my podcast downloaded for the day that I'm going to listen to on my drives. Because, like I said, it's, like, combined hour and a half in the car every day. So got to make sure I got something to listen to. And then... Yeah, that's that's kind of it. You know, I don't eat breakfast either. I go downstairs and make a quick Keurig cup of coffee, um, pack up my bag, just make sure I got like my work laptop and, you know, whatever else I need in there. And then, uh, yeah, like I, I skip breakfast and just kind of dash out the door. Usually, you know, kiss Steph and say goodbye and all that fun stuff. Make sure to pet the cat a couple times. Rosie, uh, she in the morning is so goofy like she so stephanie will get up usually a little earlier than me um because she takes longer to get ready and the cat will like get up and follow her around the house and like watch her get ready in the in the bathroom and stuff and then she'll come back to bed and lay down with me again and the those, cat or stephanie the cat and she'll like okay. lay like she'll like get cuddled up like right next to me you know and it's like dude this is so hard to get out of bed right now like i'm hella warm and comfortable you know <laughs> like your pet's on mm -hmm. the bed with you you're just like man this is this is rough. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I am I am definitely not a morning person, but just like you, Eli, where once I'm up, I am always happy I made that decision, you know. Mm -hmm. And so on the weekend, I've been trying to adopt that philosophy more. Um, and I think obviously we're all you know working adults and stuff. Like when you're out of college and out of school, you start to value those days that you don't have those things going on a bit more. And so when you sleep till noon, you waste like half of one of your two days off, you know? It and so, so I'm like, get really stressed in the morning. Me too. What the fuck am I doing? I slept till I slept till eight. Get yeah. the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't have that freak out at eight o'clock, but if I sleep in past like 10, which is pretty rare. Uh, if I do that, though, I'm, I'm like, oh, God damn it, dude. Like, yeah. you know, I think so, nine's my limit. Same. Yeah, most mornings I'm up around 8.30 on the weekends. Uh, that's kind of like the sweet spot for me. And then just like Daryl, I watch probably like 30 minutes to an hour of YouTube. Um, League of Legends like championship series is on on the weekends, and Europe starts really early in the morning for us. So I can always watch that when I wake up and just have coffee or 
Uh, a lot of like YouTube channels I follow do like weekly uploads on Saturday for like the next video in their series or whatever. So I'll watch that. And uh, yeah, I think just it's, a, it's a good rule is uh, I like to follow. It sounds like you do it uh, unknowingly, but like getting up when you're supposed to be at work on like the weekends. Yeah. So you're not getting too far off where I like to be up by eight because that's when I would be at work. You're just kind of like sleeping that extra time you need to to get ready. Yeah, definitely. And it's also like Friday nights in particular, like, yeah, it's the weekend, but like you've worked a full day. So like, I'm not usually up late Friday night, you know, like I can like last night, I think I was up until like midnight, which is kind of unusual. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just because I had had a coffee like later in the evening, you know, but Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, on Saturday night, that's like really the night that I'll be up. But I can't tell you the last time I've seen like three in the morning or whatever. Like I'm never up like that late you know last uh, time i saw that was when i woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah exactly like i've, like I've never been was oh shit yeah, yeah. So. um so anyway yeah but it's a good question though good question on the on the morning routine so thank you for that scrollist much appreciated sir all right let's get into the next question here um let's go maximum carnages and eli why don't you read us into that one okay all right. The, it's pretty long, <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> uh, what's a crossover battle you'd like to see, and who do you reckon would win? So first of all, that's how you know he's he's uh, from the UK. He says reckon, you know. Reckon. <laughs> yeah. Who do you reckon? Who do you reckon would win? Well, I barely knew him. Reckon. Him. What are you talking oh my about? God. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's see. For this guy, I had um. I had down Albert Wesker and Mother Miranda, which are both Resident Evil characters of some acclaim. Uh, Mother Miranda is from Resident Evil 8, so she's like the big baddie in the most recent game. And Albert Wesker is like a historic villain, and he's very iconic for that franchise, going back all the way to Resident Evil, the original game. Um, anyway, he's, a, he's basically a dude that works for Umbrella as a researcher, and has a very special blood type that allows the virus that they create, the T-virus, to, like, uniquely mutate his blood and give him, like, superpowers and shit. So he's got, like, super speed, super regeneration. He can jump all over the place like a spider or a monkey. Um, And he's got improved cognitive abilities, so he's, like, a genius, basically. Um, And that's kind of his shtick. He does get some mutations later in, like, Resident Evil 5, but... It's right before death, so it's not really like his preferred uh, preferred state. And then Mother Miranda is like a basically a human that got infected with the mold from RE7 and RE8. This is light spoilers, by the way, for RE8. So if you're if you don't want to listen, come back in like a minute or something. Um, anyway, she gets infected by the Megamycete, which is like this mold uh, underneath the village, and she is a century old by the time we encounter her in the game. Um, and one of the unique things that she can do is she can change her physical appearance and her DNA to mimic anything else that the mold has come in contact with or, t- or like, infected. So that's why in the beginning of the game for RE8, she's able to mimic uh, Mia and look like your wife. So it looks like Chris comes in and kills your wife, but he really doesn't. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, cool shit. So she's got some, like, anti-aging, some super strength, some regenerative abilities. She also can, like, mutate into, like, weird spider and crow-like monster things um so 
Yeah, I think seeing them fight would be cool just because they're like big Resident Evil villains. And you don't ever really get to see that happen in, in the series. It's always like you, normal person with a gun versus big monster, right? But it's like, what happens if these monsters get pissed at each other? I'm just kind of curious. So I think Miranda would come out on top just because she has so many different mutations and like she can mimic anybody that she would probably get the upper hand on Wesker just out of sort of like a deception level. Um, but if it was just straight up like fist fight, fisticuff one-on-one, then potentially... Albert, Albert Wesker would uh, would win. But that's something I would want to see. Give me a fighting game with Resident Evil characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd what'd be interesting. You, yeah, what'd you guys have? Uh, what exactly, like a crossover between anything? Like, sounds like yours were mostly from the... Oh, shit, you're right. I guess I didn't... Are we? What's the uh, what's uh, the official definition well, of a crossover battle? I thought that was like the Darth Vader Sephiroth. Kind that, of that is what it should be, like, but I fucked it up with my answer. So you know, what do you mean you fucked it up? I well, I did. So. I did from the same thing. You know, I did from the same. They're different games, I suppose. But it's kind of yeah, yeah. All right, so mine. It's got like it's kind of weird because like I don't know. I was debating, but I'll just throw it out there because it's got to happen. It's mm-hmm. gonna be Microsoft versus Sony. Mm-hmm. Kratos, Kratos versus Master Chief, right? Oh. Like that's got to happen, right? I hope so. But yeah, I was kind of like, how would it, how they're from totally different ages? Obviously, there's not guns, but I yeah. still feel like his shield and stuff would be able to like deflect those bullets. I think so. Right? Like I feel like it would be kind of fair like, if it was hand to hand because Master Chief's also got like super strength as well and jumps hella high and whatnot so mm-hmm. like maybe like you know a true fisticuff like you were saying would be cool but also like he can throw his axe that's basically a bullet oh yeah you know it's like i think it might be kind of it might be kind of a good fight yeah whether think... they have weapons or not i think it would be good <laughs> yep i'd pay-per-view it for sure yeah i think it would be a like if you saw it in the context of like a fighting game you know like super smash bros or something i think it'd be mm. a, a good fight for sure mm-hmm. For sure. So who do you think would win, though? Who do I reckon? Mm-hmm. Who do you reckon would win? Who 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 do I reckon would wreck them? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I just... I, I'm, I'm extremely biased here. So, it's kind of a problem. Yeah, Fortnite guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kratos. <laughs> They're both Fortnite guys. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of the Fortnite guys, dude. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a sense, that's your most epic crossover game like ever created, right? Dude, it's wild. Yeah, the amount of random shit that you can get in there. You can have Jill Valentine fight Kratos in that game if you wanted. Pretty wild. It's wild. But yeah, so Kratos would win, obviously. My guy. But... My guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Master Chief's your guy, so what? what's your take? I mean, I th- I don't think he would win, though. Like, he's, like, he's a... No record? Yeah, I don't reckon he would win. He's a Spartan, obviously, so he's, like, augmented to be, you know, superhuman. But, like, mm-hmm. Kratos is a god, you know what I mean? And he just, like... Yeah, he cracks his shield. It's... it's yeah. Mongo, Dunzo. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like, what, you know, we don't really get to explore this in God of War, but, like, what happens? How does he deal with a gun? He just gets shot in the head. Does he die? Or, <laughs> like, you know, because in that sense, I, like, uh... yeah... I mean, he gets hit with like giant boulders right on his dome. Right. So I don't know. And doesn't doesn't die. Takes damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think all with all of that, like in any game, is kind of weird. Like, how many bullets can your character take 
they don't just die if they get domed once. Right, like Call of Duty or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like any game is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a you got a human with a shield versus a god who, you know, he's got a he's, he's got killed. a little more willpower to push through some injuries. You know. Right. I mean, maybe the better fight would be Atreus and Master Chief. Oh, whoa, whoa. You're just going to throw a little kid against that guy? What the heck, dude? Ew, come on. But Atreus is also a god, but he fights with ranged weaponry. You whoa, know? whoa, 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 <laughs> okay. right, whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's it's four years ago that the game came out. I am, oh, I am not spoiler warning that shit anymore. Yeah. Not happening. At least till the next one comes out. No, you should be playing are, the new one before the next one. Exactly. Or the old one before are, the next one. People are probably trying to play it right now before the other one comes out. Oh, no, yeah. They're just trying to play, to play it right it. now. Never heard of it until right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's Welcome possible. all it's the possible. newcomers, dude. Possible. I'm sorry if I just spoiled the 2018 game for you. I do apologize. I do apologize. By the way, did you know that... Uh, <laughs> damn, I was going to spoil some other old shit. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you're you're right. Did you know Mario saves Princess? Right. <laughs> no, that's a good crossover, for sure. I would I would love to see Kratos fight Master Chief. Just for just a little like you know CG fight scene for like like a minute or something would be dope. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Daryl, what about you? What did you put? Uh, I also had Kratos uh in a crossover battle against War from Darksiders. Oh. God v. God action. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool, you know. This... Some uh some super heavyweights going at it. What what is war's stuff like what does he do? What, I don't remember what like what his stuff is. Like what's his powers? He's a god of war, obviously, but uh he hey, he what? has like the ability to fly. Uh he's he's well versed in a bunch of weapons that you pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he gets like these these different abilities as you you know you fight different bosses and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean he's kind of like Kratos in God of War Three, where he just like picks up these these abilities off the dead gods. Yeah, is, God, uh, is War a god? Uh, well, he's not a god, but he's okay. He's oh, he's a, not interdimensional, okay. like sinner God of War versus God of War. He's are they related? Are they related somehow? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Like, War is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're more like the feast and famine and all that, right? Right. Yeah. Or famine and. He's the war. embodiment of war. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, yeah. He's angry. It's not like it's not like one of like Hades henchmen or anything, right? It's just. Mm. No, like, no, is there a potential no. for like a a canon crossover or something? Well, this it's a different uh, pantheon of gods, but that does okay. that would be cool if Kratos at some point. Can you imagine if they, you know, like because they have said that this is going to be their last North uh, or Norse pantheon game for God of War? What if they're just like, we're gonna go, yeah, Ragnarok? Um, what if they're like, oh, dude, we're gonna go like to the Christian pantheon, and you're gonna fight like the shit from like Dante's Inferno, basically? You know, that'd be kind of intense. I don't think they you, will, but you may see this. 
You may see it. You might see it. I'm pretty sure they're going to go to Egyptian or like some other fucking thing after mm-hmm. Norse stuff, but it could be cool. Yeah, for sure. It would be cool, man. You know, Kratos goes up against war. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he, one can defeat the other. I think they could probably like, you know, go to a stalemate against each other. You know, I feel like it'll be like a battle of respect. You know, it gets to a point to where mm-hmm. they, they can't defeat each other and it's just like you know they just ggs yeah ggs in peace yeah Mm -hmm. like let's go grab a beer or something because this isn't going nowhere (laughs) (laughs) they're kind of like the same character you know they're just like uh characters that have been through so much and you know fighting just it wears on them you know even though that's basically all they've done their whole lives Hmm. That's cool. I didn't realize there was like the thematic connection between those two either. But again, I've never played any of the uh, Darksiders games, so I'm uh, a little in the dark. I still have the third one uh, from PS Plus from back in the day. But whoa, you got one? You put one in your library? <laughs> That's right, baby. No way, That's dude. right, baby. I do. Wild. <laughs> it's funny because like pre us doing the show, uh, so like you know back 2018, 2019 when I was playing PS4, I actually did add most of the plus yeah. titles to my library especially when we were doing the race right but yeah. um but nowadays it's like yeah dude it's pretty fucking rare although i will tell you i added two to my list uh this month so well, what'd you have well we'll get there won't we <laughs> <laughs> no i, I uh, i'll just i'll tell you i added tiny tina's and planet coaster mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep nice so forgot what we were doing yep <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good one, Daryl. Uh, I like your Great. choice. Kratos seems like you know the, the McGregor or like the Mayweather. He's just like the title fight kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Just get, him, get him in there. He's a final boss for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you, Maximum. That's what we reckon would happen. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys have some good crossovers you want to <laughs> let us know about in the Discord, you know, go ahead and type it up to us and. Uh, and plead your case. Or if you think that we have, uh, you know, figured who is going to win incorrectly, you can let us know as well. You know, if you're going to Master Chief fans. That's right. Well, even the biggest fan in the world that he would lose. So. See? Think about that. Think about that. I know his limitations. That's what makes him so heroic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the next question. This one comes to us from Slugger. Daryl, do you want to read us in on this one? Yeah. So Slugger wants to know, What's the best mini game in a game that you've encountered? It's tough. It's tough. What'd you have, Eli? Uh, the uh, Fable card game. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this? What are you talking about? Fable Fable's two? got like a matching pub game. Pub game. Wait, like within the yeah. main game? How do I not remember this? You're... Not a real Fable fan, that's how. I guess not, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've only played the de- second one, to be fair, so. There was, like, a card flipping game that you matched up cards. It's pretty simple. Uh, I don't... Oh, Card Pairs. It's called Card Pairs. Okay, gotcha. And it's just a matching game. But there's pretty... Uh, I forget. My brother was helping me once remember, like, things. Because you can get gold from it or whatever. And we were just, like, played a shit ton of it. And I was just super rich. Oh, nice. He, he was, nice. like, remembering the left half or something. I would remember the right half or whatever. And we oh, just, that's like, dope. completely wrecked it. 
yeah it's pretty cool so I, I got good times with that mini game. It's very simple. It's just a matching game with I think like twelve cards, mm-hmm. uh, and you just flip them over and get matches. Uh, but they definitely they've added more in the past. Like okay. Coin golf, and you like flick a coin up and got a land. It's like shuffleboard, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Car- I now I'm on this whole like wiki thing. Got like <laughs> card sorting. <laughs> bought the edition. Shove. Shove a penny, snow spire, coin golf. I don't remember those specifically. They might be in like specific locations, but I remember the the or in different games actually. I don't know. But the card pairs was in like every tavern in every town, pretty much. God damn, so, I, I really don't remember that. I mean, I guess I this just this is table one. Okay, yeah, the lost chapters. Gotcha. Yeah, or I guess there's three of them. So there's fable, fable, lost chapters, and the anniversary. So either one of those. Hmm. Yeah, my buddy owned Fable growing up, and it was one of those things I would just see him play at his house. So then when I finally got a 360, I got Fable 2. But yeah, I don't have much experience with the first game. Sounds cool, though. It's simple. That, that's the best part about it. I think the, the key to the question, I mean, we'll see what Daryl has to say, but the key to the question is simplicity, I think. Yeah. yeah. What, what did I you have, Or Go ahead. Go ahead. I would have put like a Super Mario minigame, but it's been years since I've played that, so... And we did. Uh, we fired up Fusion Frenzy with my son. Dude, a while back. that's such. It oh man, did not age well. No, really, <laughs> that's too bad. That's too. I bad. mean, for the short, like he 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 gets fed up pretty quick. Yeah, if it's you know, I have nostalgia towards it, so I would try to push through. But yeah, it was not. You know, someone learning how to play games, learning a new game every time you start was not ideal. That's true. There's one particular mini game that really stands out to me in Fusion, and that's like you're running up a spiraling like ramp basically, and there's things you have to jump on over or duck under, mm. and it and it goes mm. faster and faster. I remember loving that shit as a kid. I remember the bumpy cars one. There was like one oh, on with ice, the orbs. I think, and you yeah. gotta like push each other off or something. Yep. There's a couple of those. Yep. And then there was ones where you had to like kill a bunch of bugs and shit. Yeah, rat, yeah. yeah like a rat smasher. I was gonna say. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's a great game. That's a great game. The one, yeah. There's other ones with like you're in a ball, I think, as well, and you like. Yeah, there's like a race course you go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, it's oh, it's good times. It's good <sighs> times. Engine frenzy. That needs a. It needs a. Re- how much I hate remakes. <laughs> I just well, just like even remaster it, and you know, like I'd pay for it remastered. I know you're not a fan of that, Eli, but. I'd be down, so. I, I would probably pay for that. Yeah, I mean, as long as it wasn't, like, egregious. But if it's, like, you know, $10, $15, $20, like, sure. Better be it. 4K frames now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Daryl, what did you have for uh, for this question? Uh, for this one, I went with Gwent from The Witcher 3 game. You would, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of something else, like, to be honest, it's hard to think of like mini games from games you've played. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I tried my hardest to think of something besides Gwent, but I couldn't remember anything from like any of the other games I played. So Gwent was easy to fall on. But I know there's like mini games and like, you know, just random mini games from games I played, and I liked them a lot. They just didn't like, you know, it was hard for me to remember like what the name was, like where specifically in the game you find the mini game, right? Um, kind of hard to remember them, uh, but yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. It's just 
went was like the more obvious one for me to kind of just be like, okay, I'll pick that one instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was like more these... involved. Yeah. What what constitutes a mini game, right? Great talking, question. Talking about God of War. Does like Muspelheim and, and Nippleheim count? <laughs> <laughs> it's forever going to be Nippleheim to me. Like I, 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 I know it's Nippleheim before people will be like, it's Nippleheim. I know it's Nippleheim, but it's Nippleheim. Yeah. You know, it's Nippleheim. Um, uh, do those count as mini games? Right. Hmm. Uh, Just tossing that out there. No, I don't have an answer. That's a really great Posing. question. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think? Do you think they should count? Like, because I'm thinking about the trials from the older God of War games that I've recently played too. You know, mm-hmm. you get to the end and you have those like ten different like wave based thing i mean or even those are like, more like mini games than yeah. the other ones but the other ones are just like reimaginations to the 21st century with right uh you know like a 3d area or whatever I mean, the other ones are 3d but like a like a small world small dimension too well yeah yeah i mean l- let's take it even a step further right like if if we're i wasn't thinking about it in that context but if if we're going to include those types of things like the nippleheim <laughs> um then like firefight from halo is my favorite minigame you know what was that it's basically horde mode in halo um where you mm-hmm. just fight against waves of enemies with different skull modifiers on and you get high high scores and you know i don't know i don't know about that like it's basically just like the, that might be where the line is drawn yeah so maybe that is like maybe that does that count as a minigame i got i don't know i didn't think yeah. about it for the context of this question so you like do- doom out of that horde mode right is that a minigame <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is I mean, I, you could define it, I suppose, as anything that is different from the primary play loop, right? Could mm-hmm. be considered a mini game. Does it have to be mini though? That might be where the mini game uh, line gets drawn. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what? What's we got to define mini? Yeah. Well, okay. Let so for for my answer initially, I was drawn to things like God of or not God of War. Um. Grand Theft Auto, Yakuza, Red Dead Redemption, who have these like little side activities that you can do, like or, like races or like mm-hmm. playing poker in the tavern, or you know, Yakuza I think is a great example of like there's so much shit you can do. Like there's just like arcade cabinets you can go and play, and batting cages, and you know, drone races. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, so that's like what I initially thought of, but then when when I was like reviewing this morning, I didn't get a chance to type it in the document. But Animal Crossing on the GameCube, you could when you were getting stuff for your house. Basically, the whole game is like decorating your house, as you guys know. But you could get these old school NES uh, items in the game. You could get like Donkey Kong or Balloon Fight or something, and you would put them down into your house, and it would look like a little TV and console, and it would actually let you play the OG game in Animal Crossing. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. So I remember really loving that as a kid. When I whatever I would go to the store in Animal Crossing and see one for sale, I was like, oh my god, yes. You know? <laughs> so that's like really what what jumps to my mind. But but I don't know. It's a a good definitional question. How do you define a mini game? I wish I would have played more Yakuza because it sounds like they got that's like the primo spot for mini games. It really you know, is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's some newer. I mean, Mario. I, I think there's uh the collection was on sale recently. Like the there's like zero one and two remaster, like one Kiwami, two Kiwami. Those were like on sale, and then like four, five, six, or three, four, five were like bundled together or something. I don't know. They're it, they're really cheap. So doesn't mean I'm gonna mind. We're playing. See, 
Too many mini games, dude. <laughs> too many mini games. Well, you got too many. Too many. You got too many other persistent games, you know, to have time for yeah, mini games. <laughs> exactly. Dude, speaking of that, they they make all kinds of games in Minecraft. You can make like a computer and make it play Super Mario in Minecraft. I know, that's insane to me. Yeah. Someone uh, made Super Mario in Minecraft. Right. I don't under. I don't understand how that fucking. I I don't. You will. You will. You keep going to school. You will. I guess so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty early. Early days in my programming course, but right now that blows my mind. <laughs> um, very good. Well, yeah. Uh, hopefully that answers answers your question there, Slugger, on our favorite mini games. I think the question we have to come back to you with is, how are you defining a mini game? So let us know after you listen to this, uh, and and say what yours would be. All right, let's get into the last question from Patreon. This one comes to us from the Slide G Cooper, and he wants to know. What our perfect trophy list is. So he says, describe your perfect trophy list. And on the flip side, which types of lists do you despise? Who wants to take a crack at this guy first? Y'all crack. Go crack it. Get cracking here. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it, it like kind of hurts to say, but Call of Duty is probably like the best example. You think that's like one of the better lists? Yeah. I think they have really good lists. I agree. I actually do yeah, agree. I knew I figured you'd agree. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this in the past. We've had our our uh, primo list discussions. Yep. But I just think, yeah, they they make you mix it up in combat, usually per level mm-hmm. as well, on top of some other, you know, random stuff. Uh they make you beat it on a more difficult level. So you can actually feel like you earned it. Uh depending, it really depends on like the zombie and uh, multiplayer trophies, um, but I you, you probably know, but some one of them has usually pretty good multiplayer stuff and not zombie trophies. Yeah, where it's like get to <clears throat> get to level five, or like something pretty simple. Sure, it's not like max or anything. Um, but so yeah, that's that's kind of lit. Doesn't usually take long to beat the games. Thirty hour for the trophy list usually somewhere around. Yep, average. So, um. Yeah, I think that's a primo list, but I I do also think that that's that's pretty dependent on the game, where I think that fits Call of Duty really well because you are this one character. But in a game where there's like builds and you want to play your own way and kind of more role play, those kinds of lists don't work, right? Because then you know uh, we're gonna talk about it a little later, but the Borderlands has tr- trophies like that mm. where they're they make you do uh like miscellaneous they get so many kills with this but it's related to a character and then they, so you're you're forced to play a character to get that trophy right but it's just that's just the way the game's built and you know so mm-hmm. it's really dependent on the game but that would be a pretty good list yeah you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, again, we've we've talked about it a lot, so sorry if if you've listened to us for a couple of years now, it's come up, but it's really just a matter of a uh, simple rule. If it's a Treyarch game, it's going to have really crazy zombie trophies. So, keep that in mind when you're when you're buying Call of Duty titles. Um if it's an Infinity Ward game, the list is going to be pretty good most of the time. So, and and Sledgehammer is a little bit up in the air. Uh their World War 2 list was not easy and was uh i think a little bit annoying 
But their most recent one, Vanguard, I actually really liked the trophy list for. I thought it was a, a good balance between everything. You, you did have to play zombies. Um, you didn't have to, you know, there was no Easter egg to solve or anything. So it was relatively straightforward just grinding out kills in that. And then you had to get to prestige in multiplayer. So you did have to get to level 55. But I don't know. I mean, the whole thing took me like 35 hours for all the zombies, multiplayer, and campaign stuff combined, which is really not bad. So There you go. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's a primo list right there. The primo. What what about a shitty list on the flip side of that? What's what's like an example of a list that you think is poor? Uh hmm. Didn't really didn't really put that one together. Um Okay. I mean I don't like it... to think negatively, you know? It's not really it's Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all right. Well we can just say things that do it the opposite of Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes right. you play like yeah. every character and Tiny Tina's maybe prestige every character. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe, you know, <laughs> all right. What about, uh, well, thank you for that response. First of all, but what about you, Daryl? What'd you have for this guy? Um, like for a perfect trophy list, I kind of went based off something like ghost of Tsushima. Like okay. just, you yep. know, that it has like a good mix of everything, you know, like getting through the story uh, doing everything the world has to offer, like all the side activities, you know, there, there's just so much to do in, in Ghost of Tsushima that it didn't really seem like a chore to have to do all that stuff. Sure. I remember going through that game and kind of just going along with it. And, you know, wherever the world took me, that's kind of where I went. And then, you know, I was just trying to do as much as I could in you know, this world. And, you know, I didn't get bothered by it at all. You know, I had fun playing the game. So Ghost of Tsushima had, like, a good mix with, like, the story progression, uh, different activities. And, you know, they had, like, the collectibles you can grab as well. I think that's, like, a good thing as well with these kind of games is that there's not a cap on, like, how many collectibles you need to gather as long as you, like, hit a certain threshold, like, mm-hmm. you know, collect 80% of the collectibles and, you know, you don't really have to worry about collecting everything. The, you, you just main focus is, like, you just have to pick up as many as you can find. And that was, like, another thing I came across in Control. It's, like, there's, like, so much collectibles to pick that I didn't have to worry that I would ever, like, not, you know, come across one one day. You know, in their day, they only ask for, like, a certain number of collectibles to pick up. They don't ask for all of them. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like, you know, a trophy list to do. Like, going forward, it's like, you know, you don't have to be tied to collecting all the collectibles. You just have to pick up a certain amount. I think that's good because, you know, just the amount of backtracking some of these games will have you do. Ghost of Tsushima is not so bad because... The world is open and it doesn't feel like a gigantic maze compared to control where like you know if you had to find like all 120 collectibles or however many there was just going through that maze that maze of a you know of a building was kind of confusing at times and you know I agree. just just not being locked in to like find like the, the exact amount of collectibles was was good because I picked up as much as I could, 
And, you know, I, I still was like finding a ton of collectibles even once I got the trophy. So it, it's good that, you know, trophy hunters don't have to worry about collecting every piece of collectible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish more games would do that. I do That's too. pretty, felt really good in control. Yeah, I did. And, and funny enough, like, like you said, Daryl, like I still continue to pick up the documents after the trophy. I don't know if it was because I wasn't burnt out on them by the time I got the trophy. So I was still like, yeah, cool. Like, let me see what this is. Or, I mean, I don't know. I think the the collectibles in that game are pretty awesome in general. So maybe that's it. But do you continue reading them as well. Yeah, I read everything I found in that game. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I follow what you did, Colin, where I was reading everything. And it, it did help for a while, like to kind of expand the story. But then it got to a point where there's just too much, like the the frequency of of how much I was picking up collectibles was too much for me to like really pay attention to the game. Like I was like, wait, I'm picking these up way too much, mm-hmm. reading them way too much. It's like it's really taking me out of the game right now. That's interesting. So yeah, it got, it got to a point where I kind of just like picked it up, but didn't read it, and then eventually I didn't even bother anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think in as a general like philosophy when I'm playing games like that, I I tend to I'll pick it up and then at the end of my play session, like before I'm going to get off for the night, I'll spend like 15 minutes going through my like menu tabs and looking at okay, what collectibles did I find? Let me read them. Uh what new entries did I find? Let me like get rid of the thing so there's not an exclamation point telling me there's new shit in there cuz I hate when like my menu's like there's something new, there's something new in your menu, like and it's just like you see it like constantly. I hate that, so I like to clear it out every time. And for me, it's like a nice uh, like way to wind down when you're done playing. Be like I'm gonna go to bed here, but let me just read these things and I'll kind of get a little more story info right before I hop off, and then you know, good to go. But I I know that that's not something a lot of people do. Yeah, like, the collectibles, the only thing, like, I was really picky with the collectibles. The only things I really read was, like, the ones about the enemies, uh, like, the different, you know, different events. Like, I'm talking about Control, but, like, the different right. Alter World events. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, stuff like that. Those were the things I was, like, real curious about. But, like, you know, other things about, oh, this guy, you know, we, we let him go on two weeks suspension for oh, yeah. you know, having an outburst in the, in the, <laughs> in the kitchen or break something. room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, but, I get you. They're not, yeah, not right. all collectibles are equally um, enjoyable to read, you know? So. Right. But uh, yeah, perfect trophy list. is like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima is kind of like my model example. Uh, just, you know, there's, there's so much for trophy hunters to really do that it doesn't seem boring at all at least for me i I felt like there's a lot for me to really keep myself busy and all the while enjoy the story at the same time and uh like another thing for me like a perfect trophy list is just no glitch trophies i think that would be like a perfect scenario where all your trophies pop when you know for a fact they should be popping Yep. I, I did have a glitch trophy on my control run and it kind of soured my experience overall with that game. I, I felt like that game was great overall, but it kind of just, you know, I disliked it because of like this one glitch trophy. And it was a big glitch trophy because it forced me to play the whole game over again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, having a perfect list with no glitches would be, you know, like, my perfect list. Yeah, no, that's, uh, oh, so yes, I totally agree. No glitch trophies, um, 100%. We've all had experiences recently, it sounds like, I'm sorry you had to go through that with control, but uh, Knockout City famously recently came out with, like, you know, trophies were all over the place and not popping for people, and, um, I think we've all had our fair share of that, so that shit blows. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with, like, both of the games you guys chose. Like, I think Ghost of Tsushima's list and the Call of Duty list are examples of uh, a really good trophy list. Um, mm-hmm. I took it just, like, kind of more like, what are the basics that I that I look for? Uh, and I'd say the ideal thing for me is, like, number of playthroughs required. That's, like, one of the most important things. Uh, I want to caveat that because I, people are going to jump in and be like, you know, you love Resident Evil, and that takes, like, multiple playthroughs, and really true it does um so that's a little contradiction but those playthroughs are quick and subsequent playthroughs of resident evil games feel a lot more like arcade shooters than survival horror games because you unlock a lot of ammo and what was that go ahead so maybe not about the playthroughs but more uh, time yes i think time right yeah 100 percent. so yeah I, i initially wrote down like yeah number of playthroughs but then i said the next thing i look for is like hours to complete and i think a long game for me, I know everyone's definition is different. For me, anything between 40 and 50 hours, I consider a long game. Um, and any anything more than 40 or 50 hours like, is pretty rare. I might do one of those a year. And it's probably something that I'm like, you know, really looking forward to, really excited to do. Um, I have every expectation that Elden Ring, for example, is going to take you know, more than 50 hours. But I'm still going to play it because I just am really looking forward to that game. Um, could be, so could be eight. it could be, it could, be. I mean, demon souls, if I didn't fuck up how I played, it would have been like 35 hours. So that's not too mm-hmm. bad. Um, but yeah, then I look at, uh, missable trophies, which I think we all do like on, on those guides when we pull them up. So ideally there's no missable trophies or if there are missables, there's a very simple and, uh, easily used chapter select function that allows you to mm. clean them up afterwards. So that's, you know, if it has chapter select, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you know, Call of Duty famously has a lot of missable trophies, but it's easy enough to just go and replay, like, the specific level to get the thing that you need. And then the other thing is, like, you know, online trophies, or even worse than that nowadays are couch co-op specific trophies, like local multiplayer. Those are uh, are really hard to do. I mean, I only have one PlayStation 5 controller right now. so it's impossible for me to get some of those if uh, if they're couch co-op. Luckily, those aren't very common. But then, yeah, you know, if there's online required, like how many of the trophies require you to be online, um, you know, something that we looked at last time, like Deep Rock Galactic, pretty much entirely online co-op. Whereas, like, you take something, again, like Call of Duty, and it's like, well, yeah, you could play with your friends together, and it'll make it more fun. But, you know, the online requirement is really just that you play the multiplayer, you know? Um so it all combines to me to say my ideal list is a single playthrough, a 5 out of 10 difficulty, because I don't want it to be easy, but I don't want it to be, like, crushingly hard. So maybe a 6 or a 7, I said. And then, you know, 30 hours, roughly. That's, like, kind of what my ideal list looks like. So, And I didn't, you know, I, the type of list that I despise is is tougher. I think that's, like, really anything that um, I think as a general rule of thumb, anything that doesn't respect my time is what I would say. So, you know, the opposite of what you just said. Exactly. Yeah. Opposite of what I just said. <laughs> you know, if, game. 
Yeah, long game. Multiple playthroughs. Yep. Glitch. <laughs> yeah. No chapters to lay. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's what I had. Thank you for the, uh, the question there, Sly G. Cooper. Much appreciated, sir. Okay, so let's get into the, uh, the game reviews here, the list reviews for the PS Plus titles for the month of February. We had uh, three games that we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be checking out UFC 4, uh, Planet Coaster, uh, console edition specifically, and then uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure. Did I get all that fucking mouthful correctly? Sounds yeah. Like okay, cool. So uh, who would like to go first here? Does anyone have a preference? No one does. I will go first. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Let's fucking do it. All right. So I'm going to be talking about Planet Coaster for the PS5, so the console edition. And this is developed by Frontier Developments, who I've not heard of before. Published by them as well. It's a simulator game. So basically, it's, it's very similar and, uh, and familiar to, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Jurassic World Evolution trying to think of like other sims because i don't play a lot of these but you get the gist right you're managing an amusement park you're building rides you're building out the entire area that the amusement park is in an effort to complete challenges that are specific to the levels to make more money for your park to then buy new rides uh you know it's a general kind of cadence like that and it's just as much a management sim really as it is a, a roller coaster sim but this was published on November 12th of 2020, it looks like. So it's a somewhat new title. It's got three golds, 11 silvers, and 24 bronzes, plus, of course, the platinum trophy. And right now, its average completion is sitting at a, a 21%, uh, with uh, really only 418 platinum achievers. So it's 5.5% of people have uh, achieved the platinum on PSN profiles. So for the race, uh, it's worth a decent amount of points. Just going to go ahead and say that. And it, it doesn't really look too bad from a, uh, from a trophy hunting perspective. So what I wanted to say right off the bat is that we don't normally get these types of games on PlayStation Plus or on consoles. So I think this is a kind of unique one to maybe want to add to your library in case you ever get the itch to do something like this. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, so I did. I added it to my library, as I alluded to earlier, which I don't normally do. And uh, I do think the completion percentage is going to go... The average completion is going to go up because it's free, and maybe it will dilute the overall platinum percentage. So if you care about those things, something to think about. Uh, but basically, what I would recommend is I went on to PSN Profiles, uh, or looked at it on PSN Profiles, and wasn't really finding the info that I was looking for. So I went to this other site, which I've not really used a lot. So I wanted to shout out metagame.guide. And... It's metagame.guide slash planet coaster console edition. And from there, it has linked trophy guides. One of them is from playstationtrophies.org, but another one is from knoef.info. Kind of a weird like link. But when I looked at it, what's really cool about it is it it gives you like a little more granular detail on what the trophy list is going to require. And it gives it to you in steps, right? So it's saying it's going to be about 40-ish, maybe 50 hours to Platinum, and a 4 out of 10 difficulty. But what I really wanted to shout out is it gives you a Stage 1, which is called Earning, earning Quick Trophies. So there's apparently a system in this game where you can go and download things that other people have created, right? Like other coasters that they've created, and you can just mess around with them in a sandbox mode. What's really cool about this is if you download a couple... Uh, a, a few coasters that have already been created, right? 
you're basically going to get 11 trophies within like 10 minutes of starting the game. And you'll get a bunch of them knocked out, including Hang Time, Don't Stop Me Now, Coasting Along, Head for Heights, etc., etc. So you'll get a bunch of things done right away, which is a really quick boost to your percentage. Um, so if you know, want to jump in and you want to have some progress like right away, like that's the way to do it. Would and be, then, go ahead. I would be wary of that just because, uh, you know, in my trophy hunting pass mm-hmm. that I've done that just so I can get quick trophies and like get boosted up in my percentage. Yep. But then if you don't like the game, you're fucked. Oh yeah. For sure. Like I was doomed. <laughs> I had like the doom snap map things done for like a year or two, but it just sitting there because I wasn't actually playing the game. Yep. That's true. That that is <laughs> yeah, and Mortal Kombat. I did that with Mortal Kombat with the training because I was following the guy. Oh, do these quick ones first. Mm-hmm. I always I always take those and ignore them because they're quick and easy. I can do them when I want. And like now I just get started with the game. Yep. Yep. Knock those out later. Just a just my point of view. No, so that's true. Maybe you want to jump into the career mode, um, which there is for this game, and and see if you just like the general game first. And if you do, then you're like, cool, I can go pop uh, those trophies right from the first step. Um, because you step get an itch, or you have a streak you want to keep up. Bada bing, bada boom. Exactly, exactly. Um, because stage two also utilizes the sandbox mode for this game. And if you follow the steps again on the on the guide that I referenced, you'll get another four trophies in sandbox mode. This is all before you've even touched the career mode. So you would have 15 trophies done within probably 45 minutes to an hour, uh, which is pretty nuts. And then what it wants us to do after that is play through the career mode. Um, The rarest trophies in the game are for getting your career mode rank up to, I believe, let me see here. Let me, where I forget. Rank 10. Yep. And earning all the stars in the career mode. Uh, and finishing the challenges in the career mode. So if you get those quick trophies knocked out in the beginning, the majority of your time is going to be spent in the career mode. Uh, Basically, every level has a set of conditions that need to be fulfilled in order for you to progress and unlock the next career level. But you can go above and beyond those and get three stars for like extra challenges. And you will have to do that and get the XP for doing that in order to uh, max out your rank and, uh, and get those later trophies so it's um it seems like a pretty straightforward like path uh and as far as like how you want to go through and and achieve the trophies in this game um and it's just really like a matter of do you like this style of game and is this something that interests you i know stephanie really loves roller coaster tycoon so i was like i downloaded this partially just to be like hey like if you are gonna tinker with this you know like i can get you and you can you can give it a try and and play it maybe i'll complete some of the trophies for for percentage or you know whatever but um yeah the the artwork just to touch on that is all of a particular theme it's all blue and white and uh there's a couple like trophies that have some stars on them that are a different color bronze silver and gold which is kind of a a neat little tie into trophies but by and large it's a very comic looking you know very uh i guess like kitty looking art style that's that's just kind of goofy and and very simple um minimalist minimalist that's the word thank you sir you know they all match all the all the pictures match what the trophy is and the description which is good there's nothing that's just like uniform like god of war where it's literally just the god of war symbol for every trophy some of the worst trophy artwork i've ever seen for the old god of war but anyway 
Um, yeah, this one I think is is okay. You know, it's it doesn't go crazy. It's not doing anything above and beyond, but it's serviceable. And the trophies themselves, uh, there's a couple, you know, fun miscellaneous ones like you know, investing in people, train a member of your staff to the highest level. Uh, salt on the senses is a funny one, which is to add the maximum amount of salt to your fries because you have stands in your in your park that it just like roller coaster tycoon you can you know sell things to eat and drink and people will get sick waiting in line for your park so you need to have staff to clean it up and like you know all this stuff uh, good old roller coaster tycoon man exactly but that's really like the gist of the of the list i know like it's kind of a harder one to talk about the more specific elements of it because i've actually not played this at all yet i've played one of the other titles we're going to talk about but i've not touched this one so yeah my recommendation um go check out that guide that i referenced remember it's metagame.guide slash planet coaster and then it'll have the link in there for you to the playstation trophies guide and the, the the other one that i was using for researching this and uh it does seem like you know 40 hours you know, talk about uh, what we were just saying. What's your ideal list? Well, it's a 5 out of 10 difficulty. It's about 40 hours. Uh, there's not really any missables and no online. So for me, this is actually, I think, a pretty good list. And uh, it doesn't go crazy. There's not like 40 bronze trophies. There's 24. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm curious about this game. I, I really hope someone in the Discord at least tries it out and plays it because I I'm, I'm, you know, want to hear more about it. So. Yeah, the 40 hours too is... <clears throat> I feel like that's a good time, but I'm not so sure about this type of game. Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're really into it, you know, you can make all kinds of parks. But for me, I feel like I would be like, oh, make a park. This is fun. This brings back memories. Yep. And then I'd be like, fuck, dude, I got like 30 more hours of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I kind of just want to play like, you know, five hours, maybe. (laughs) Very arcade. Yeah. I I think if you're in a very specific mood, this game would be fun. And it seems like it might be a good one to just have installed on your console and every once in a while you jump in and play it. That's probably the best way that you can go about doing it. So anyway, yeah, that's what I got for Planet Coaster. So uh, if you're interested in it, make sure to add it to your backlog, add it to your library. Uh, You don't have to download it right away, all that fun stuff. Look at me plugging PlayStation Plus. Um, wow. All right. Anyway, that, <laughs> times have changed. That's that's what I got. Who wants to go next? <laughs> it's... Yeah, I'll go next. All right, let's go. Uh, so I'll be talking about EA Sports UFC Four. Uh, this game came out uh, by EA Vancouver. It was developed by them and published by EA Electronic Arts. This game has 28 trophies. We're looking at one platinum, five golds, 14 silvers, and eight bronzes. And currently on PSN profiles, 3.3% of trophy hunters have this platinum. So, um, pretty, pretty, pretty small number there as far as people who have played this game. It's a sports game, so that's probably why the, uh, the percentage is so low. But it seems like uh, out of the the guide that this trophy, uh, or at least getting the platinum is pretty easy. There are a couple trophies that are pretty difficult to get. But overall, it seems like a doable list if this is kind of your game. Uh, first thing that I'll kind of dive right into is the trophy list. So the trophy list itself, two colors are used throughout the list. 
uh, like a neon green and blue and it kind of follows like the same theme of like the actual video game itself um like the title card is very similar to the uh, the actual trophy panels and i've seen footage of the game there's a lot of like neon colors thrown around so the, the the neon is like a theme for the game and it's kind of cool to see that in the actual trophy list as well um some some call outs to the trophy list itself that the trophy panels are included in the artwork so you'll see like the bronze silver and the gold panels in there oh interesting uh, yeah it's not like the actual panel that we've seen in the past. They're actually included in the artwork. It's got like its own little item frame. Yeah, it kind of like pops out with the with the picture, which uh, which I actually like. You know, the colors, the artwork, and just the overall impression I get from it, like how it pops out at you, kind of makes okay. the artwork pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a pastel neon. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I also like the the platinum picture a lot. It kind of reminds me of um, what they did with Ratchet and Clank, a rift a rift apart, where it's like the platinum's like purple, and like there's like a bunch of trophies in there. There's a crest, so mm -hmm. very pretty cool design for the platinum picture. And the list itself. Uh, just kind of going through it uh it's pretty straightforward it's another easy list there's nothing too difficult you know when you look at the trophy list everything is pretty simple you know like going through career mode which is like where you'll get a good chunk of the trophies from make your debut uh complete like a contract learn different fighting moves uh, it's pretty pretty straightforward. It's nothing too difficult with this trophy list. Uh, you know, f doing like different knockouts in your matches. You know, different ways you can defeat your opponent. Uh, pretty 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 simple trophy list. Nothing too challenging there, except for two trophies that I would now go into. So the couple of golds in this trophy list are the ones that are probably the more challenging of the trophies in this game. So for example, Undisputed, this is one where you have to go um, uh, become champion and defend the title once in online world championships. And in order to pop that trophy, you have to go to that mode, online world championships, and win four fights in a row to reach the title fight, the actual title fight itself, and one successful title defense. So I'm not real great when it comes to like trying to win multiple matches in a row. In a row. I feel like the nerves kind of get to me sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm on that three or four, you know, W, and then like I get to the very last match and then I end up losing it. You, you know those fall guy days. Yeah. <laughs> It's me every day in Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, so things like that. I, I hear it's not so bad, but, you know, depending on, like, who you might go up against could be a different story. Uh, but I think right now is probably the best time to go and try to get these trophies because 
there's going to be a lot of people playing this game from all different skill levels. So you, you'll probably have an easier time, you know, playing or trying to get this trophy compared to like before the game came out on PS Plus. That's a great or, call. You know, yeah, playing it right now, you have a huge or a way bigger player base. Yep. Yeah. Good idea. Good um, idea. So the other goal that's a little challenging. Uh, challenges it's it's at 0.3 percent on the psn app is there can only be one and that's achieve ultimate victory in blitz battles so this one it's a little bit more challenging compared to the undisputed trophy where you had to win four or the there can only be one you have to win six rounds in a row and the difference here is that there's like modifiers daily modifiers that are you know Included in the game, so you know you can look at modifiers from punches or kicks only, one to two minute fights only, KO mode. There's a a variety of things uh, that you have to play when you play um, blitz battles, and also there's no skill level in this mode too. So you can be matched up against like someone barely starting off for the very first time, or someone who's had this game since day one and just whoops ass online. So there, there's a, a multitude of things that, that makes this pretty difficult. I right. mean, I thought the, the, the modifiers would be pretty challenging, but just throw in like someone who's like top rank in the world in, as well. You know, this is going to be a nightmare for some people. Yeah. Fucking heck. Wow. And I don't even no, know it's... anything about UFC. So like. <laughs> I, this one was not tempting for me to to get at all. I don't know if you guys added this one to your your backlogs in your library, but I I was just like, nah, I'm out. I mean, I, I will be. No, because I'm not a lunatic. You're never gonna play it. What's the point? You don't know. You're never gonna play it, dude. You think Zayden's you like UFC for what? fighting. Let's go. Let's go. UFC four. It's not gonna happen, dude. It's not gonna. I happen. did actually. Some of my friends were pretty into these games way back. Uh, it's like right after high school, a uh, skater friends, a couple of them got into it. So I, I've seen it. Wasn't a huge fan. It's like those sports games, man. They just like, I don't know. They like, they act like it's realistic, but everyone just looks like clay. And then like the movements are just never. <clears throat> they just don't feel right. They feel so stiff and weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like, like the WWE games, I feel like. like Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played yeah. one of those since N sixty four. So, <laughs> bro, there was one of those recently. You could have added to your list too. Why didn't you add it to your backlog? I don't know. <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, but, y'all, it did. but you haven't played, have you? So, what's the fucking point? No. That's right. I might. <laughs> That's right. I might. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, There's no winning this battle. No winning. No. No. I mean, you're denying free stuff. That's that right. I am. Pay for. I'm... It's not free. It's stuff you pay. You're like. Throwing out your money is what you're doing. That's right. That's how I do it. Used to play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I actually haven't played Fortnite in a couple yeah, we weeks. Get on. Couple weeks now. Time. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, a bummer. Some one one of the Discord people was nice enough to uh, to buy me the season pass as a Christmas present, and I've not utilized it super well. The, so. the rocks out tonight, or the rocks come out. Yeah, The Rock is out, and they ju- they just did a trailer for uh, Uncharted crossover, so you can get those guys. 
What? Yeah. Oh, for the movie? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, you don't actually get Nathan Drake. You get Tom Holland. <laughs> again? <laughs> no, I'm Do you really? No, oh, again? I don't know. Yeah, know. Spider-Man was fucking... <laughs> Tom Holland is Sony. Okay, what what don't yeah. you guys understand? <laughs> he is there's any any game adapted to a movie will have Tom Holland in it. That is the the fucking answer. He is oh, Christ please, risen. <laughs> it's, I don't see no. why Mark, Mark Wahlberg wasn't Nathan Drake. He know. looks way more like him, dude. Why I don't know. Sixteen year old kid to play Nathan Drake. You know what I'm saying? I know. How old is he? He's like a mysterious one. Like Mark he, Wahlberg. He, I, he, he looks like he's like, sixteen. Mm-hmm. No, Tom Holland. Oh, Tom Holland. He looks like he's, he's 16, but he's probably like 28 or some shit. I think I want to. I'm going to guess he's like 33. Let me see. What? what? He's, 20, he's 25. He's 25. Yeah. <laughs> John, 35? <laughs> no, I said 33. I said 33. Oh my God, really? Some people can look really young at 33. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's where you're starting to. He's 25. That's where the decline starts, you know? He's 25. Oh, all right. All right. You shut your mouth, okay? You shut your mouth. Sorry, sorry, Daryl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be a little cognizant of what we're working with here. All right, I'm I'm prepping for the decline. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that's why I'm running so much right now, dude. I'm not I'm not hitting no decline at 33. I'm making the 30s. I'm gonna be in my best shape ever in my 30s. That's my goal. Best shape of my life. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. (laughs) 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 Uh. Well, what about Dale? Are you gonna you gonna check this one out at all? Are you gonna check out Planet Coaster or UFC Four? I'm probably a little bit more inclined to try the uh, Planet Coaster. Yeah. UFC Four, not so much. For sure. What What about Tiny Tina's? I know we're getting there. You haven't I'm talked about check it yet. That out. You haven't talked about it yet, yet, bro. Yeah, come well, on. We're now. getting there. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about it. You know what's coming. Let me tell you this before you start. The answer is yes. Okay. I'm playing it this afternoon already with some people. I've already played it. I'm already uh, 18% done with the list. So I'll have some context to add when you're talking about it, which will help. Yeah, I think. But he bought it and didn't add it to his library from the free version. Excuse me? Imagine. <laughs> what do you wait? What? Yeah, oh, He's yeah. Not adding the oh, free version. Yeah, like oh, buying I, it yeah I bought it when it came out a month ago, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did add it. I did add it. Um, good, good. But yeah, let's Thank hear about you. it. Let's tell us a little more about Tiny Tina's. Oh, okay, so this is a uh, right up, right up Collins Alley with seven playthroughs. That's fucking um, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, uh, there's like a lot of little details with this one. It's not like as straightforward. But it is only like a three out of ten, so they say twenty five hours. But and I've seen another guide where it was like two playthroughs or something. But the kicker is like um, the multiple characters. You have to get like different challenges done by them. So like you have to get so far to get those abilities unlocked to to do those trophies. And then yeah, on top of that, there's like all these little details on how to get these trophies done um you know there are there are some simple ones reaching level five completing the missions but there's all these um there's all this lingo to get into and these different side quests and how to do them and when to do them so i would definitely recommend reading a guide um but yeah like the what are we with the call of duty where Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you know just have to play through it this one you got to do all those all those different builds and really get into each character yeah. And all the side quests and stuff. Have you played Borderlands 2, Eli? I can't remember. 
No, so we did the pre-sequel for... Oh, yeah, we the, raced, uh, well, we raced that one. Yeah, which I and then I enjoyed that when we played it. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I also played started this on the PC. Um, when we divvied these up, I didn't know you were playing it, but... Oh, no way. Uh, so you, I had you, played it before. Nice. And, uh, but now you're probably farther in it than me, but I, I, I did not enjoy my time with it. Well, I got to, hour I'm, I'm level I 12 right now. Um, I'm probably more than halfway through the game. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get very far. Yeah. The, the first level felt so like, so unfair. Dude. And the guns uh, were crashed and you couldn't kill anything. And I'm I was so like, glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought is, that up. It felt really constrained and you get like all this loot. Everything was trash. So I'm like envy manny all over the place but yeah. there's like nothing good to keep or like i was i didn't feel like i was upgrading right and so, you're chasing that guy around town doing all these stupid side quests i was like all right dude like <laughs> it, it, like it feels like a really good I, that's not what i was looking for at the time i was looking for mindless slaughter right and it was not that if you're looking it the the story and like the uh the visuals the and all that were great and i think uh, that is very appealing. It just happened to be not what I was, you know, I was looking for gunplay at the time mm-hmm. and it was not, it didn't come to me. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I, what I was going to say is, you know, the game as, as you know, is like, it, it's a standalone like DLC. I mean, it's cool that it has its own platinum, which I, I'm a fan of that. Uh, but it's definitely designed and you can tell to be played like when you're max level with your Borderlands two character, you know? Yeah. Like jumping in level one with my two friends last weekend, like you get guns right away, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I got a pistol and machine gun, whatever, right? But then it's like the skeletons that are level one took like a thousand yeah, like fucking ammo. bullets to kill. Yeah, and, and I was you're like, out of ammo. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? And yeah. um, and the level like the enemies scale with you. So every time I've gone back to that area, they're like level eleven now or level twelve now, and the gear like scales with you too. So you can't really. It doesn't really ever feel mm. like you're like super ahead of the curve. It's not like you're like, yeah. oh, I'm over leveled now. I can go back and just destroy these areas. It's like, mm. no, it doesn't work like that. So I don't know. Um, that's kind of hit or yeah. miss for me, for sure. Yeah, but for the for the trophy list and the and the playthroughs, I think with it being so short, um, like I don't know how many hours you have in. You think you're halfway through? I'm pro- I probably got like six hours, something like that. Yeah. Seven hours, yeah. So it's like it's it's pretty short. You got to play it twice though for the true vault hunters mode. Correct. Um, yeah. And then you also have to reach level thirty five, so that's just the best way to get there. Because yeah, you'll be at like twenty something by your first run, and then like twenty seven to thirty after true vault hunters mm-hmm. mode. Correct. Yep. Uh, and then you still have a little bit of XP grind. So, um. You're gonna be playing it a couple times anyways, and it seems short enough to where it's more digestible, probably akin to your Resident Evil playthroughs. Yeah. Maybe a little longer, but still um, you know. Well, so there's only or, two or, of the two of the characters, I guess. Like I'm sure you read this too, where like two of the characters you need enough levels on them to where to do their specific kill trophies. Like you have to be like mm-hmm. max level or whatever, but some of the other ones you can start working on as soon as you hit level two. So you don't yeah. need like a full playthrough with every character. You probably just need a couple hours with every character mm-hmm. other than zero and some other one. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why the one guy said like two playthroughs and one said seven. Yeah. There are two on PSN profiles and yep. those are the two different ones. So uh, they both they both give about the same kind of information. Okay. Um, 
I I liked. Let me go back here. The one with the seven playthroughs. Mm. The uh, the one by Spizz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was uh, it's it has a few more favorites and and uh, more views. Okay. But I did end up on the other one first that has the two playthroughs. It has good information. I just uh, it's not as easy to read. Yeah. I don't think. Pick whichever one you want. Oh, actually. I picked the yeah, I'm using the seven playthroughs one. Um Yeah. So but yeah, there's you know, there's all those little little things to get into. When to do I was very confused about when these quests were to be done. Correct. It was like do all the side quests except this one. And then I read this one, and it was like it gives you the best weapon. I was like, why would you not want to do that? Yeah, I, there's I, like two yeah. other side quests linked to that somehow. It's very it's uh you know, it looks straightforward. I think most of them are pretty easy. There's just a few, like, you know, in-game details with the lore that I'm assuming they're just trying to not spoil. Yeah. Um, You know, it makes it a bit confusing. Yep. Other than that, it looks like a, you know, pretty decent list. Yeah. I, if completing you, stuff. you play for a few hours with your friends, like, you'll get you know, five or six trophies on your first play session. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like, and there's a silver for reviving someone from fight for your life, which is like when they're downed. Right. So I got that one like right away, which was, which was pretty sweet. Uh, I don't, did you see anything about the, the kill a chubby trophy when you were researching this? Mm, why? No, why? Yeah, I just, for like, I've been hearing and oh. not hearing, but I've been yeah. reading that that one's fucking annoying for some it's reason. Cute, cute loot. Okay, that okay. There and it's an RNG thing. I do remember that. Yes. Oh, okay. It's it's RNG. Uh, Fucking God rare spawns. Yeah. Uh, and they have a great loot pool. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just saw like a Reddit post of someone getting the plat in this, and they were like, "Finally found like the chubby skeleton or whatever." Like, took mm. me like four hours of reloading this area for it to spawn, and I was just like, Ugh. "Yeah." They God. say go to the Flame Rock Refuge to unassuming docks. Yep. And then okay. all the skeletons. The only chubby enemy that can be found is the skeleton. So, dude, that's so annoying. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, what I feel like having played it a little bit, you played a little bit too. I feel like it's a great starting point for the full game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. You, you know, because the reason this game feels a little weird right now when you play it is because it's a DLC for a game that came out in 2009. You know, so it's going to play kind of like old school. It's not going to be super, super fluid. You know, like it is an old engine that it's running on. You know, it might look a little better because of PS5 and you're upscaling and shit, but like overall, it's a it's an old game. And mm-hmm. the new one is like going to be this this idea, but like really expanded. And mm-hmm. what I felt like the strongest thing about the game was was that I felt like I was was listening to people play Dungeons and Dragons, like mm-hmm. the tabletop game. the The dialogue and like when you go up to a chest. There's like a D20, like a 20-sided die on top of it sometimes. And depending on what you roll, you get better loot or worse loot, um, oh, which is exactly cool. like the game, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's Borderlands, but instead of aliens and skags and bandits, you're fighting pirates, skeletons, you know, fucking, you know, what, it's fantasy-based, yeah. so it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the full game has to offer. Me too. I think it comes out in uh, March. Actually, it's another one. That... March is going to be crazy, guys. March has got a lot of big games coming out. And even into February. Pretty wild. All right. Well, uh, you're going you're gonna to play this one some more, you think, or what? 
Probably not. Okay. Daryl, what about you? Are you going to play Tiny Tina? Mm, not really. Okay. Oh, I did. Did I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I did play it on the PC. You I did mention that. Yeah, okay. you did. Yeah. You did. I gave it for Epic for free. Nice. Because, you know, it's just, a, it's just a DLC, not something you should have to pay 15 bucks a month for. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. I get you. I get you. That one's, that one's for you, Slugger and Scrubs. <laughs> I, like uh, I do like the distribution, I'll say, for this game. Five gold, oh, nine, yeah. nine bronzes. Or, sorry, five gold, nine silver, 16 bronzes. It's good. Now, do you like the distribution, or do you just like the fact that there's not a, a lot of bronzes? Uh, the distribution, I like. The thing that's jumping to me right now is the amount of silvers. I yeah, like that. It's pretty even. It's pretty even, you know? Almost doubled each time. Yeah. I know yeah. You, you can nitpick it, sure. Maybe there's a couple too many golds, but like I'm, I need gold, so I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, good. It's good. It's good dis- distribution, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a small game, though, too, so that's probably why there's not a ton of trophies. Correct. Yeah. Um, we shall see what the main game has, has to say about your distribution. <laughs> I know. I bet you it's going to be nuts. You know, I do plan on getting the plat in this game, so I'll try to report more on it as I uh, continue to play it. The 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 folks I've started playing it with are not trophy hunters and only play like mm. once a week or once every couple weeks. So I've been doing a little bit like just solo on my own to get through it faster. But mm. yeah, I'll let you guys know more next time we chat. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for our discussions on the trophy list for the PlayStation Plus offerings in February. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add before we wrap up shop here? Come on out next Saturday, yes. 12 p.m. PST. Yes. And uh, get down on the stream. We're going to have a ton of fun. Uh, you know, maybe pig out a little bit, maybe play some games together. Yep. I don't know. Get in there. Yeah. If you're curious what we look like on camera because you've not seen it in a while, like, you know, did we get fat because of COVID? No. But you can check oh. it out. <laughs> it's pretty funny. My, I have an emoji. We all have an emoji in the Discord, and uh, mine is pretty far off at this point. So is it? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I've changed quite a bit in the two years. So <laughs> yeah, uh, your hair and your beard, huh? <laughs> yeah. What a wild guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, please come and check that out if you're if you're curious. It's a two year celebration for us. Uh, it's a big big milestone. And uh, again, the way you're going to get access to that is if you're in the Discord. So if you're listening to this and you're not in the Discord, links are on the SoundCloud page there. Check it out. Come and hang out with us. Uh, check out the race and uh, enjoy yourself. Okay. Where can, uh, where can people find you at if they're curious? Eli? Yo, they can find me next Saturday in the Discord. <laughs> That's right. There you go, dude. There you in go. In the Discord. There you go. Or uh, Instagram, Narshard131D. I got some YouTube videos out there. Same name. And uh, always on the pitch, you know? That's right. That's right. That's what they call the Rocket League field. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So, you know. Oh, good. And, you know, maybe maybe on the... Uh, what's the Fortnite Island called? I screwed that one up. Sanctuary? I don't know. Is that what it's called? I, like the, I don't know. I don't the know island. what it's called. The Island. Yeah, Epic Games, you know? Epic Games. <laughs> and you know, uh, actually, okay. Lost... Lost Ark just came out yesterday. Looks pretty interesting. I've seen PC some folks playing though, that. So yeah, you know, you might be able to find me there. I don't know. There you go. In the in the Nether, possibly also. So that's where you can find me. Good. What about you, Daryl? Where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Tall Simone Guy, and you can see some of my older Twitch streams on 
at the on Twitch as well at the Tossmon guy. Woo! Uh, same for me. Old YouTube videos on my YouTube channel at CK Present. Um, one semi new one, but mostly new. And then, or mostly old, excuse me. And then, yeah, you yeah, can find that, me on. Uh, Go ahead. Resident Evil discussion, right? Or Alien? That's Alien. Alien uh, review and roundtable with a couple members of the Discord and of the community. Yeah. So, That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's a little long form discussion, but if you're into that stuff, I, I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, otherwise, yeah, add me on PSN at CK Present. Uh, League of Legends, I'm CK Present. Xbox, I'm CK Present. Pretty much everywhere except social media because I don't use social media. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll. Uh, I think that's it, right? We get everything? We're good. Until next time, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. Check out the Discord. We'll catch you later. Goodbye.